You get more out of life when you go out to a movie. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Once again, to Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews, I am one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how's it going, my friend? Going well. Excellent. And in the state of Missouri? Hi, this is Kevin. Kevin, how are you, sir? A little sore. I had a long run today, and my legs uh, are kind of torqued off with me. How many miles did you go today? Twenty. Yeah, that is. Wow, that's my life to be dead. <laughs> how long did that take you? Longer than I wanted. All right, fair enough. And <laughs> in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, uh, Johnny. Hey, Johnny, how's it going? Excellent, sir. Excellent. And in the province of Alberta, Canada. Hello from beyond the wall. <laughs> hey, and who is that? What's your name? Oh, it's Sean. Sean, how's it going, man? Whatever. Oh, I'm doing great. Thanks. Glad to be back, guys. Good, good. Glad to have you back. Indeed, indeed. It's been a while. It has. Yeah. Yeah, so, but you're back, so that's good. Um, all right, so uh, who are we? For folks who are curious and aren't familiar with the podcast, uh, this podcast is uh, basically a podcast that discusses all sorts of genre films, uh, Art house, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, thrills, techno thrills, mysteries, grindhouse, and whatnot. Uh, we basically try to dissect and review. Uh, sometimes we pick obscure films that are uh, very under the radar. Sometimes we pick art house films that are somewhat popular, but not necessarily to the mainstream. And even we also do uh, sometimes books and, uh, of course, interview episodes as well. So it's a kind of our catch-all podcast on the Dark Discussions News Network. And for folks who aren't familiar with the Dark Discussions News Network, uh, it's a website that's been around for over 10 and a half years. Uh, the main podcast, Dark Discussions Podcast, has over 500 episodes. Uh, we also have uh, news articles, reviews, uh, release notices, all sorts of things. So if you follow uh, a pop culture or movies or art house or horror films, uh, it's a website you should probably check out daily. We also have a Dark Discussions podcast Facebook group, and we do have an email, darkdiscussions at aol.com, where you can email us, but even more so, you can actually uh, go to the website again, darkdiscussions.com, and press connect or contact us, and that will open up an email form, and you can uh, join us there as well and send us your thoughts, and we will read your uh, emails on the podcast. So, uh, just remember that. 
Uh, now, uh, we do have a new topic tonight, and uh, we'll probably have some news or, or what we've been watching, but we'll go over all that uh, later in the evening after we talk about our film tonight. And uh, with that, I think we can get into it. So, uh, Barrett, why don't you let everybody know what we're going to discuss tonight? We watched a screener um, for the movie I Without a Face. Um, it is directed by, I'm going to say this name wrong, I'm sure, but um, Raman Niami, and, who is also the writer um, and it stars Dakota Shapiro, Luke Cook, and Vlada Verevko. All right, so let's uh, listen to the trailer. What are you so scared of, bro? I see you turn off the screen every time I come in the room. Come on, aren't I your friend? You can tell me. Whatever it is, I won't judge you. Is it, like, kinky stuff? Is it, like, SNL? Promise me that you won't ever say anything about this. Fine, I cross my heart, Henry, all right? These are my friends. What side is this? This is no side. This is all life. Do they know? Of course not. You hacked into their webcams. I'm like they're already an angel. What's a handle? No, promise me you'll leave them alone. They go up to her room and a guy never comes out. She cooks them and then she serves them. Oh, come on. You can't be serious. One and a half devils. Two and a half. My dad was at least two. Wait, you I know you're watching me, Robert. I'm gonna find you and I'm gonna turn you into dog food. No. Are you okay? That's a nightmare. You're having a nightmare. I think I deserve to see a man who's been spying on me. Promise you go and never come back. Henry? All right, so we're back. Uh, yeah, so the film, uh, I won't go into further details. You pretty much, Barrett, summed it up, who's in it and what, what's it all about. And so, well, not what it's about, but but basically uh, who's behind the camera and in front of the, the screens. Uh, it's mostly unknowns, as uh, we discussed this time tonight, is a screener. So it's a, it's a very small film that uh, they're trying to really push out there and get people to take a look at. And I think... Uh, we, we decided to do that. Uh, we all went in blind. We, we only saw the trailer. And so as a result, we um, decided to, hey, let's take a look. It looked pretty cool, the trailer. And uh, that's pretty much uh, how we uh, chose the, the film to do an episode on. So uh, I guess we can do our usual thing, which is the round table. We go around and discuss uh, how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. And then afterwards we do a wiki and then we get into the review and the review includes critiques and dissection. So we will have a spoiler section as well. Uh, so before we get into all that, uh, let's go around and decide, or I say how we heard about this film and what we thought about it. And let's start with you, Sean Farks. Uh, so I heard about it because you let me know about it. Uh, and when you uh, offered or invited me to join you guys for tonight's episode. Uh, so I hadn't heard anything about it prior and I didn't watch the trailer because I wanted to go in totally blind for it. Um, and I will say that I enjoyed it and I don't want to say too much more because I've got other ideas I'd like to share for the spoiler part of this show. So, All right. Sounds good. Uh, very well. And uh, let's go with you, uh, Kevin Letts. I know, Kevin, you were uh, demanding to see the trailer before you agreed to even do the episode. So uh, let us hear uh, how you heard about the film and what you thought. Well, obviously, I heard about it because you uh, sent me a text and said, "Hey, you wanna you wanna do a review on this one?" 
And I said, I mean, I wanted to see the trailers. I know uh, <laughs> a couple people's attitude towards trailers, uh, but I just wanted to see what the movie was about uh, more than anything. I, you know, uh, let's just say uh, expletive trailers is uh, kind of the, uh, the, the motto of uh, the Dark Discussions podcast. But uh, I watched it uh, today. And I have to confess, I was uh, very pleasantly surprised. It, it turned out to be a much better movie than I expected it to be. And it was definitely a good watch. Excellent. Very well. And uh, for me, uh, yeah, I uh, decided to w- watch the trailer. Um, I, like I, uh, Kevin said, we usually don't do uh, trailers on the, this podcast. Uh, a lot of us kind of avoid them. But I decided to look at it because, again, it's a screener. We're looking through what we're going to do, what we want to discuss, and, and so forth. And so I saw this trailer, and the trailer seemed pre- pretty interesting. Uh, had an interesting idea with uh, technology. Uh, it did have pretty girls in the trailer. It uh, seemed like an interesting idea where there could be a serial killer and one of the uh, double X chromosome type rather than the typical male. So uh, I said, yeah, that kind of looks interesting. So I watched it the other night and uh, the film does have some twists and turns that are not necessarily uh, what the trailer says, uh, but I'm kind of weird uh, both Kevin and um, you are Sean, which is, uh, I thought the film was pretty, pretty solid film. It was a good entertaining film. Um, and yeah, I, I liked it. Uh, let's go with you, Johnny. Yeah. Well, um, Philip, you sent me the uh, the trailer. Um, didn't watch it. Uh, you sent me the link to the movie. I did watch it yesterday. Um, definitely a slow burn. Um, just like Kevin, very pleasantly surprised. Um, a lot of twists and turns. Uh, wasn't sure which way the movie was going to go. Um, kind of hoped it did a little bit more. We'll discuss that at the end. But uh, at the end of it, uh, definitely uh, entertained and, and uh, got a lot out of it. So I was happy with it. All right, that's good. And uh, I think we're up with uh, you, Barrett, right? Yeah, oh boy, at the end, everybody's already said pretty much everything. However, I am going to be the same as everybody else. I really like this film. However, I think it is sad because it has a lot of missed potential. The ending could have been better. Um, I think that it went the common trope route rather than coming up with a new idea. Um, But beyond that, I think the film is really well done. Um, It's enjoyable. I enjoyed it all the way through until I came to the end and said, I can think of three other ways that could be a better ending. Um, so that's pretty much how I felt about it. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Actually, so, uh, I'm kind of curious on uh, what you think about that bear, because I'm not that creative. So I'm, I'm very curious on your, uh, on, on your ways this thing could have ended better. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll discuss that when we get into the end of the movie. Um, you know, when we get into the spoiler territory. Sounds good. All right. So it uh, seems like uh, uh, four pretty solid uh, enjoyments. And I think even Barrett did, even if he thought there was some missed potential. So it appears that all of us felt this screen was uh, a worthy film to uh, take a look at. Um, but uh, before we get into discussing uh, overviews and, and then spoilers and whatnot, uh, Barrett, uh, do we have a wiki? Wiki, 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 wiki. Um, we do. An agoraphobic young man, Henry, living with a YouTuber and struggling actor, Eric, hacks the webcams of young women and suspects that one of them is a serial killer. All right. Sounds like an interesting premise. Um, I think that may 
give a little too much away because if you don't see the trailer and you don't read that, you, you won't know, as, as uh, Johnny mentioned, it's a, a slower burn. So uh, that t twist doesn't come up until a little later into the film. But uh, all in all, yeah, I uh, think they could have cut it off at the end, like just webcams of young women and just left it there. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been enough. Right. right. Well, and, and then or then make maybe said something like uh and then he sees something that may change his life forever or something yeah like, something, you know, something more vague yeah. yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a rear window or a disturbia or whatever type of thing yeah um so yeah yeah so it basically uh takes kind of the rear window approach of jimmy uh stewart and grace kelly uh, that Alfred Hitchcock made, but instead of doing it that way, they're doing it on a computer. However, unlike what Jimmy Stewart and Grace Kelly were doing, they were doing nothing illegal here. He's actually hacking into people's uh, computers. So you can argue that that our quote unquote hero of the film is kind of a creepy villain as well. And I, I, I was very uncomfortable to determine or not whether I should like this guy or not. Well, um, honestly, though, I mean, looking in people's windows is not necessarily legal. Well, if they, if you're just looking out your back window, like Jimmy Stewart is, it, it may be kind of weird and, and kind of pervy, but it's not like he was, yeah, well, he did pull out the binoculars. <laughs> that, that's where it gets a little iffier, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, if, yeah, if yeah. you just happen to see something happening, that's different than, ooh, I'm going to put right, the binoculars right, right. up to my eyes and take a look. Right, right, right. Well, during the, I mean, during the movie, I mean, he would just, I mean, he was trying to justify it as, you know, oh, I'm not looking at him, you know, having sex or getting undressed or anything like that. I'm just kind of watching over it, like he's trying to justify it. Protector, yeah, but yeah. You, you know, he was lying about that. He was just telling his buddy that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get well, into all I that. Don't know, I because, think, well, actually, he coming. has, he has. Well, I don't know if we're, if it's spoiler or not, but I mean, like he has, well, watched, he yeah. did watch a couple of them having sex but nothing like detailed like you didn't see like you never well, see any but, of but the it, women we don't know it. that because it didn't show us every scene of what he was watching oh yeah i even what we see even even those scenes you know he could have just shut off the computer if he wasn't i think he was recording honestly yeah yeah that's me too <laughs> well, uh, well either, either way either way we all know that even even if he wasn't quote unquote evil in a sense he was definitely uh doing something that w would put him in jail for sure definitely crossing the line yeah and oh, taking yeah. over yeah. someone's webcam is not um yeah <laughs> legal <laughs> no it, yeah. what he do what he was doing was wrong there, there's no yeah. I mean, he was yeah. essentially a peeping tom yeah yeah you, you could actually even argue that's uh sexual harassment and, and various other crimes so yeah, yeah. cyber crimes for sure right yeah, cybercrime yeah. for sure. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of nefarious acts with this guy. I have a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. I mean, not um, to spoiler anything, but it sure felt like it was very. He was just the unreliable narrator, right? That everything that you're seeing, like, are you really? Is it actually accurate? What is being, you know, from his perspective, kind of thing? That's how it felt to me. So. Right. Right. Yeah, I think that's I think actually that's a really good point, Sean. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually hitting the nail right in the head. That's a good way to put it. It's like his assessment of everything was like bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 will find out as as the movie goes that some of the things may be an unreliable narrator narrator versus uh, just him being a a creep. But we'll, so are there we'll, things? Yeah, I was gonna say, are there things we can talk about 
I mean, it's going to be hard not to be in spoiler territory almost yeah. from the beginning. So are there things we can talk about aside from that? Like, I thought the um, the mood and the atmosphere of the movie was pretty well done. Um, I liked the the way it felt. Kind of was disjointed, you know, him looking in the computer, and you just never knew what was go- kind of going on. I like the choices yeah. for camera shots. Yeah. And in, in perspectives throughout the movie I thought were really done well. And, yep. you know, maybe not what you would see in a regular movie kind of things or like, you know, for stories. So I thought that was done really well. Yeah, it was definitely, definitely low budget, but it didn't necessarily feel that way. Um, I wonder yeah, if they shot yeah. that thing entirely on like an iPhone or something. What do you guys think? It could be. Possible. I mean, something, it seemed more um, computerized than a, a typical film, like from the perspective of him being a hacker almost, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know what it kind of reminded me of? Uh, like uh, uh, found footage films like uh, M.O.M., Mothers of Monster, a film that came out last year that Dark Discussions did an episode on where they were like um, home cameras and they're just static. And and so when he looked at these girls on the computer, those were just static, uh, you know, pictures. And then the 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 rest was, um, you know, normal cameras where, where they would follow him around the room or, or Eric, his, his roommate around the room and, and whatnot. Um, at least that's how I felt. Um, yeah, I would agree. I mean, and it, it felt, it felt definitely different than what I can typify for a movie like this. Like when his roommate would come in, it just felt different. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It seemed like there was a conscious effort to make the shift, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because it was half like found footage in a sense. And, and when I say found footage, I use that term loosely because, again, the, the footage is of a camera looking at people somewhere at a different location. And then the other half of the film was actual um, stuff between him and his roommate and in his apartment and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Hey, did anybody have a problem with the uh, wiki? Because uh, I, I thought it was odd because he didn't strike me as being agoraphobic. Well, what does agoraphobic mean? He won't leave the, the, the building. Isn't that what he means? We're getting into spoiler territory. Cause yes, he was agoraphobic. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying, Barrett. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair yeah, point. He was we'll, agoraphobic. We'll, we'll explain that in a, in a minute, John, after the, the spoiler, but that's a fair question to ask. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it reveals true. everything about the movie if you know. Yeah, more. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, now, uh, what else do we want to talk about before we get into spoilers? Is there anything that we're missing that's just general to, I guess, cyber crimes or peeping toms or any of this stuff or, or just the film in general? Well, I think the um, actor um, Luke Cook that played his friend Eric, he's probably been the most prolific of the actors that were in it he when i looked at his imdb he's got a lot of stuff and he's actually you know i'm sure his bit role but i think he was in um guardians of the galaxy volume two and been in a lot of tv shows like chilling adventures of sabrina and stuff like that what was he in in guardians i'm not sure i i didn't look it just said that in his bio um he played xylax frenemy whatever that is i don't remember the movie well enough to remember that (laughs) Right, right. I don't remember that character. 
Yeah, he could, he could have been just a small role, but, you know, good for him. Um, all right, anything else anybody want to bring up before we throw up the spoiler? Anyone? Mm, I'm good. All right, so uh, for folks who are uh, curious, uh, we do um, a spoiler section because, again, we don't just review the film. Uh, we also critique and dissect. Uh, so basically, we're here to... Uh, uh, talk about anything and everything that follows our fancy. Um, so uh, at this point, we will throw up the spoiler alert, and uh, I guess we can uh, get into our film tonight. So uh, spoiler alert is up. So just set, set up the film a little better than uh, what we we've said before. Basically, uh, there's uh, this guy uh, named uh, Henry who uh, lives in this apartment that he's or condo, or actually it's a house, I'm sorry, but he house, inherited, yeah. yeah, he inherited it from his, his father, and um, he has a roommate to help pay the property tax and things of that nature, the, and um, any mortgage that's left on the house, named Eric, uh, He's in, they live in LA, uh, Henry, uh, as it said, was agoraphobic, meaning he, he doesn't leave the house much, Eric is a uh, actor, or a person that wants to be an actor and uh the problem with him though is it appears he just wants to be an actor he's not uh really doing um side jobs that you know like waiting tables or, or some other day job or night job that he could do uh to pay the bills um they seem like they have a decent relationship um generally uh though there is obviously stress because of uh, money and things of that nature um so uh, what we find is that Henry's hobby uh, is uh, looking at girls on the internet. And there's like six or seven. All of them uh, appear to be local L.A. women um, that have lives that he kind of sees that he shouldn't be seeing because they are definitely things that people would do uh, behind closed doors that uh, are supposed to be personal, uh, which include, like uh, we said, uh, watching people have sex, watching people undress, uh, watching people interact with their significant others and friends, uh, just just things like that that you know you wouldn't uh, expect. Um, someone Most of them watching. seem pretty unhappy too, aside from the yoga girl. Well, and that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking he <laughs> he chose LA people intentionally. And then he chose women who are probably a little damaged. Um, and he thinks he's this um, savior. savior. Yeah, yeah, white knight. Well, he actually called himself a guardian angel. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which is kind of weird because it's not like he does anything to help them. He's just watching them, you know, and, yeah. and he just he just shows emotion when something bad happens. He goes, oh, no. Or when something good happens, he's all jolly. But why are you with that guy? <laughs> yeah, that that's that's a guardian angel, I guess, in his eyes. So th obviously, this guy may have some a, a behavioral health issue. I would say. I mean, would, would people agree on that? Yeah. Well, well I mean, we, it's I, obvious he's trying to justify what he's doing, and in his own mind, he is justifying it. Yeah. Well, and you see scenes of him getting treated poorly by his dad, and you know, you learn that he's taking medicine as well. Yeah. So it's just a matter of what mental illnesses he's actually dealing with is what it, you're trying to figure out, I think, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I would say there was a litany of issues with this young man, if I had to guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And 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 we get some 
uh, things that come around. Uh, I'm not sure how other people's childhoods were on this podcast, but I can generally say that, um, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be born to uh, uh, very good parents. Um, obviously, they, they, I'm not saying they were perfect. I mean, some of the things they did to me made me feel insecure about myself or shy or whatever. But generally, I, I grew up in a, in a uh, uh, warm and healthy family. And as a result, uh, I, I've survived this crazy world. Um, but this kid here, obviously, we discover um, he has uh, at least his father um, seemed to be in a, a very much of an abuser, uh, mentally specifically, not necessarily physically, but definitely a mental abuser and uh, destroyed this kid's um, self-esteem and everything. Uh, would everybody agree with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's he, what it seemed yeah, to be. For, yeah. he, was, he was abused for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I know a lot of folks who, uh, have been like this, including, um, uh, ex-girlfriends, uh, someone that, uh, I probably would have married if she didn't have the issue and, uh, caused, um, I guess the, the breakup, but, um, I'm still friends with her and, and just anybody, a lot of people. I, I mean, I know friends, I mean, me and Johnny grew up together. We know people from our high school and elementary schools in our neighborhood that have, have problems, uh, because of uh, abnormal uh, family life. And so this kid is probably created based off of his um, childhood rather than he was going to be pre-programmed to be this agoraphobic creep. Am I right to say that too? Yeah, yeah I think maybe there's a seed for it. Thing, right, Phil? Yeah, the nature versus nurture thing. Yep, sure. And uh, Sean, you were saying something? I was, it, I was thinking of, because I was trying to think about this too, because it's through the movie, I'm, as I'm trying to empathize with him, even though you're getting all these really bad vibes from him, it's just trying to understand with the mental health issues or whatever that he's dealing with and what has happened in his childhood. You know, was it a situation where maybe he has the genetic seed for it and yeah, then I... his father just accentuated it? And then that's what happened, or yeah, I get the that, feeling he might be schizophrenic, which is possible and, too. And yeah. that yeah. this yeah. abuse really caused great damage to him. Like he might have been okay and schizophrenic, but this abuse really messed him up. Yeah, well, let's talk about this for a second. So, for example, um, let's let's use the the Vietnam War vet because uh, that's mostly our generation. Um, we, we have people that come back from that war that are able to integrate completely within society. They deal with uh, whatever they saw over there and, um, you know, are what, what they are and they live a good life and so forth and, and whatnot. Those demons from Vietnam are compartmentalized and they pretty much are able to deal with it. But, there's others who don't, and they come back, and they're all messed up. PD, uh, what's a uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome? PSD. And, yep. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of psychiatrists have said that the reason that happens between two people is because the two folks are um, one was was predispositioned, as, as I guess Sean you mentioned, to to have that PTSD. So, for example, if they had never gone to Vietnam, 
they would have just lived a normal and happy life, even if they were predisposed to possibly having a breakdown like that. And what happened is something triggers that and causes uh, that unfortunate thing to happen in them. And so I'm thinking that's what this kid is. This kid, like someone, I think it was you, Sean, that said maybe he was predispositioned to be have a mental illness but it would have never shown if he had grown up in a normal and loving family yeah everything's nature versus nurture right i mean i mean everything is nature and nurture not versus and (laughs) right right we all have some of everything in us and the thing is too with with the mental health stuff you know the people who may have come back from vietnam may on the surface show that they're fine but we don't know what's behind them the veneer that they hide be or the, what they, the armor that they use to protect themselves because of what, what they've experienced. Whereas other people, whatever reason, genetically or otherwise, don't have that same ability. And that's where it shows the extreme behaviors and horrible things that happen. And the thing is when we're like, we're learning now with mental health, with PTSD, it's not just a soldier coming home from war. You can have trauma from any different kind of experiences that you have right that because trauma is different for different people and that's the thing that they're starting to at least with the mental health stuff now is start to understand that trauma of all different kinds of shapes and sizes can cause ptsd in people and it's again a situation of are there the support systems so that people can get the help they need or is it is someone spiraling like it wouldn't not to jump movies but look at how joker was right Right. with Joaquin Phoenix Joker and just what he was dealing with is, you know, and just showing that side where you're cutting people off at the knees when they need help the most. Right. And it's just, you know, what is our society doing in regards to, to doing that, you know, helping people? Like, is it, are we actually helping or is it just lip service because we want to feel good kind of thing? Right. Well, and this guy didn't have a good support system because his roommate sucked. He yeah. was bad, bad, bad influence for him. Oh, you should stop taking your meds. Oh, you should just stay. Hey, here's some pot. Smoke that. You'll feel Here, better. Here's some pills I scored at work. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe in those pills. They're bad. But this pot is good. <laughs> and, I mean, maybe his friend is well-meaning, but it sure doesn't uh, bring good results, right? Well, that's the thing. If if his friend – the friend would is a fine friend if – if our quote unquote protagonist here or whatever you want to call him wasn't mentally ill, right? Because he's just a regular, Eric is basically just a regular guy. I mean, he, he could have been any of our friends probably. Yeah, and I think he even cared about him too, right? He it's did. Just, he was well-intentioned, but just not, he wasn't capable of helping this guy. Yeah, that's right. He was in a bad spot for where, he was immature, so he couldn't help this guy. Right, right. Because that, there was no circle for the the main character, then that's where you you know you have that situation where you're putting someone who doesn't have the tools to to be of assistance in a really bad situation. So in a way, you can feel an empathy for Eric too, mm-hmm. because again, he's well intentioned and well meaning in what he's trying to do. He's not, but he doesn't have the the tools to be able to deal with this kind of a situation. And when there's no one else around except for this, you know, the guy who's on, you know, watching through people's cams. Um, that's not a recipe for goodness. No, 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 not at all. Um, so, so yeah, this, this film was, was, was uh, very disturbing. 
um especially the the childhood trauma um yeah so i mean i mean this this month has been horrible for me because of uh, a friend of mine and um when i saw this i was just like I, I wish I didn't see this film at this time in my life. I wish I saw it like four months from now. But well, and it's really hard because they're very subtle about the damage that the father's creating, but you know that it's really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sure is. It's terrible. It's just it's just horrendous. I, I uh, it was well done. If 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 you want to see a breakdown and what a a terrible childhood can do to someone, this film. In its ten minutes of flashbacks, um, was it, it, it was well done. Put it that way, it was yeah. it was really well done. It was an honest yeah, assessment thought, of it, right? Yeah, yeah. What were you gonna say, Johnny? Yeah, no. Um, I I thought that that ten minutes, like you said, of the flashbacks, um, of the childhood, are basically what lended, um, the movie to be almost like scary and frightening. It was so realistic. It it was it was like that was like the horror part of the movie if you want to call this a horror film or something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because then I get Absolutely. the feeling that of the the regular thing, well, of the people say after the facts, oh, well, he was seemed always like a nice guy, or you know, yeah. like it's because you didn't know him and he never didn't... left the house. Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now let me ask you guys this: if if this this kid this this uh, Henry guy, if people met him, like if he somehow was pushed out the door and he was forced to talk to people, or you know the the delivery boy or or the Amazon driver came by and had to talk to this guy, would they think he's a freak by just talking to him, or would they think he's okay guy? This I think guy? it's the social awkwardness, right? Yeah. Is that he would come off as that he's a weirdo or he's a freak or whatever without understanding why he's behaving that way. Yeah, right, and he and doesn't then, stutter, but he's kind of has a very weird pattern of speaking that would make yes. people off. It would be off-putting to you. I think even just how he moves isn't. Yeah. It's not what you would, you know, kind of normal, whatever normal is supposed to be, right? So I think that, like, even just when he was talking about the social, like his friend was talking about the social, trying to get him to do stuff, you could see he was like his anxiety was just those are the triggers for him right right yeah let's just say if you took him to uh, margaritas on thursday night he's not meeting any chicks or talking to any chicks he's not meeting anybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah 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 that's true that's, that's that is true so yeah so this film is filled with mental illness uh, no matter how despicable this character henry is for doing what he's doing uh because again the whole film is, is basically around him watching uh innocent woman uh on webcams without their knowledge um this that's whole film part of, is... that's part of why i think the movie could have done better i think it could have had different people be bad to make yeah. a bit different point right well they were they're, they're definitely trying to push it that way making you think that it could be the villain of this film and again we haven't really talked about what the villain does but the villain could be Henry, it could be Eric, it could mm -hmm. be one of the girls, or even multiple girls on the webcam. Uh, and I mean, there's always a chance too that it could be a do ex machina, but um, they do definitely try to make it look like there's at least three people yep. that, that could be the villain, right? I mean, we only are introduced to about eight to nine or 10 characters and only five of them are, are like, would, I would consider 
main characters, maybe yeah. six at best. Um, the musician girl, and then that's it. Um, so yeah, yeah. If if you're trying to figure out who a murderer is later in the film, uh, you only have a, a certain number of suspects. The only thing I would say, I don't know if anybody else had this, but I had a really, really weird vibe watching the movie where it was almost, I don't know, like it almost, because they're trying to, to give you the different issues and different aspects, but it also felt like it was almost in some aspects that to me, it was pushing too hard, which then almost like pushed me in a certain direction of what I thought was happening. Yeah. That, that's what I felt too. I figured out who it was long before they showed who it was. And it was because they were giving too much away too early. Right, right. Well, yeah, there, there was one one thing they 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 it, well, what it is is that there's there's the roommate, and he knows about uh, a picture in Henry's room. So say, okay, it could be him because he he knows about a picture, and and that picture has something to do with the eventual murders. And then you could think, okay, it could be Henry because he has the picture, and then. The big thing is they're making a point look like it's this uh, this girl that he's watching that is actually the murderer, uh, Laura. I still but, think she could be, by the way. I just don't think it goes into that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think I see your point, but I still think it may have just been a red herring. Uh, because you got to remember, and, and I'm no disrespect to uh, Russian immigrants, but I, I work with a few of them, and they talk about the type of food that this girl cooks like like lamb's tongue i mean uh cow's tongues and and head cheese and all this other stuff so if she didn't have that russian accent i would be more apt to say you're you're, you're you could be right barrett but because of her her culture and where she comes from those type of foods that may or may not be human flesh um made me say okay that it when and comes it made me think okay it was all a red herring but you know that that's how i felt um i lean more towards that but wish it was the other <laughs> sure sure i mean it would have been cool if that was where it was going uh because again a woman serial killer um seeing a crime online you know things of that nature that's that's all like Wow, you know. I think it would have been fun if we had a three-way killer thing going on here. That would, that have, been would have been really interesting. interesting. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was one of the things too. I thought of. <laughs> yep. It's true. Um, what about you, Kevin? What, what did you think? Where, where did you think they were going? You said you thought right away who the murderer was. I mean, again, we're in spoilers, so I guess it doesn't really matter. You can talk about anything and everything. Um, well, I mean through a good chunk of the movie we were trying we we were being led to believe that it was this woman um you know that uh with the head cheese and all that sort of thing just because she was you know i mean at one point she had the knife in her hand and she looks at the camera and said you know i'm gonna carve you up into dog meat right <laughs> excuse me you know and then and then not too long after that you know women are starting to get murdered you know, and so you kind of kind of figure, all right, well, maybe she figured out a way to reverse the hacking. Um, but the problem is, is that we do see the guy, uh, Henry, outside a few times. And so I looked at the, I mean, you see the hoodie he's in, 
you see the mask he's got and i'm thinking to myself well how could the woman see this this mask from the picture from where from where she is and then we also realize that the guy doesn't have a webcam up so how could she actually see the mask at all even if it was directly behind him so it kind of told me that you know this woman isn't isn't the one and so when we see the videos of the murders it's of the same razor the guy has in his bathroom it's of the mask that he has and so that's not a common looking mask so we probably had it somewhere stored it's not something like you can just go out and buy in a normal spirit of halloween store so it just kind of, it just all seemed to point to him um i just don't know I just wasn't sure, like, how they were going to do it. Once I saw him walking outside, that's what made it for me. Right. Well, walking outside in the exact same hoodie that these people were murdered. And how else would, well, yeah. Because it violated his issue. So to me, that said he had another issue. Well, let's start. Let me ask Johnny here, because Johnny brought up something earlier. You said you didn't think he was agoraphobic or whatever the term is. Uh, Explain why you, you felt that, John. Yeah, agoraphobic people are like, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're, they're afraid to go outside, you know, and he sauntered out on what seemed like many occasions at night. So if anything, I really, you know, put him as like a night owl. You know what I mean? He's just one of those, yeah. like, you know, like that movie, like Nightwalker or Night Nightcrawler or whatever it was, you know, just up all night. Yeah. And he goes out at night, you know, but yeah, I didn't find him to be agoraphobic. I found other issues. Well, 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 I mean, if for a while I thought he was agoraphobic, but then, you know, I saw him outside. So I thought, I mean, it was, I mean, we learned earlier that his dad was the one who was keeping him inside. So I thought, you know, like forcing him to stay inside. And so I thought maybe, you know, he, his little adventures outside were him trying to break the agoraphobia. I figured it was, that's what led me to think he was schizophrenic. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Is that uh, it, yeah. it could be agoraphobic and then well, winter golf personality is the one that goes out and does the, the bad stuff, right? Well, yeah, well, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Um, there, there's a couple of scenes early that made me scratch my head and I rewind um, to see what, what, what did I just see? And, and what it was is in his bathroom, you know, he would, he would brush his teeth, shave or whatever. And then he never shaved. This, well, you know what I mean. He, he pretended. He tried he kinda, to shave with that but, straight but, razor and cut Again, it, does, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. But my point is, is that he's in the bathroom and he's looking in the mirror, doing whatever he's doing. And on the side is like this little makeup mirror or something and whatnot. And at the very beginning of the film, there's a scene where his his picture is upside down, and that is impossible. Okay, so in other words, his 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 top of his head was at the bottom of the mirror and his neck is at the top of the mirror. So, you know, something like that can't happen. That's, that's just fake. So I'm thinking, okay, the director's trying to say something here. And what I'm thinking is, is that that was a wink, wink, nod, nod to us smart viewers that are watching stuff that, yeah, maybe he is, schizophrenic or there's something more here or he's an unreliable narrator and so what what sean is talking about john is and and you see it at the very end when he's talking to himself in the mirror and and laura is at his house is he's he's two personalities it's 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 a anthony perkins from psycho 
where right. he's become his father. And so when he's outside walking around, that's that's his father that's doing it, not him. Right. It's his, yeah, it's, it's his split personality disorder. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Great psycho reference, by the way. One of the all time greats. Yeah, hmm. sure is. Um, so, so yeah, so he, uh, yeah, so he's become his father. I mean, I mean, that's, that's pretty much what we find out, but before we get into any of that, um, we can talk about other stuff too, like specific scenes and whatever. Um, let's talk about, um, I guess each of the, the girls first or, or the ones that are important to the story. Um, so for example, one of the, there, there's let's go let's call them who for who they are. There's Tessa, who's the cam girl. There's Linnea, who is the um, Instagram girl. There's Lara, who's the the Russian uh, girl, and then there's Sky, who is the dark haired girl that uh, is the one that we see having sex with the kind of. Um, jerk, 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 yeah, jerk boyfriend. <laughs> um, so let's talk about Sky first because she was the least important of the of the four four of them. Uh, what do people have to say about her and her relationship and how Eric and Henry, uh, or especially Henry, because Eric really didn't see much of her. Um, well, first of all, she was an escort, right? That was like one of her, uh, yeah. Am I right or wrong about that? Yeah, thought... You could be right. I know I that guy right. was paying for her apartment, but I feel like he was married. Yeah. So I'm I think not sure. Was... Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It was an affair. It was an affair was an because escort. I mean, he had a wedding ring on and it was obvious yeah. that it wasn't her. And right. it, I mean, she wanted, it's like, she wanted. Uh, a romantic relationship and he just wanted sex oh so right. that was like a sugar daddy basically right yeah. right and then she got pregnant <laughs> yeah yeah that's right okay so so that's another that's why she was picked because she is quote-unquote at least in Henry's eyes, because, you know, sex workers or whatever, you know, you can say what you want about them. But at least in Henry's eyes, uh, she's damaged. And so he was looking at her as another girl of, of, that he was watching because he's this guardian angel thing. I wonder so, if that's yeah. something that is part of, like, maybe different aspects of him. And that's what it's always so looking at these different people as having different aspects of him, whether he thinks of it consciously or otherwise. Yeah, they're all abused in some way. They don't have happy lives. Yeah, if they're not abused, they're they're choosing to live a a, a lifestyle that most folks wouldn't. Right. Am I right to say that? It's not like necessarily a fulfilling thing that they're doing, but it it might be getting them money. Right. Or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or, or or love, or you know, like the Instagram model that she wants the likes and all that other stuff because you know, maybe she has low self-esteem and even though she's really good looking, um, just having men oogle her online may be enough to make her inner child feel better or something, right? And then Tessa is the cam girl. She's making the money through the cam girl. And then uh, Laura, um, we'll talk about her in a second too. But um, let's, well, yeah, let's go to... Uh, uh, Lin- Linnea, 
uh, next. She's the Instagram model. What, what do we want to talk about her? What, what do we have to say? To her? I, I mean, I brought up that she's probably, maybe she has low self-esteem, right? And she also may be an escort as well, based off of how Eric brought her over to the house once, right? I think she just came over to the house because she likes her Instagram followers and just, you know, he was applying to her ego. <laughs> she was like, oh, he wants to meet me? Okay, yeah, I'm popular. See how popular I am? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, but I, I, Barrett, I got to disagree with you. Like, I, unless there's some type of financial arrangement just to go over to meet a fan, like I don't know, it's just that that whole thing struck me as almost like she was for hire. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought Eric, and that might be. I mean, yeah. he might have brought her over there and paid her to do it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, get I, I, too specific. Uh, yeah, I, I was wondering if if. He, she was going to have sex with Henry. Uh, and then when she f- found out he was freak, she, you know, he, uh, the money that she was paid, assuming she was paid, uh, she then went and did it with Eric instead. I don't, I don't know. It almost gave that appearance, but you just don't know. I was yeah, just thinking yeah. that Eric was, had no money because he was spending all this money on drugs. And... Well, he might've had it for women and <laughs> drugs, but he <laughs> didn't like... have it for rent. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know uh, how that goes. But in his defense, he was trying to to pay in a indirect ways to Henry. So <laughs> here's some yeah. drugs with the rent money. <laughs> yeah. So that's... when when that whole scene went awry, that um, that you know that he he couldn't perform um, with her, or he, he had the panic attack or whatever it was, yeah. it was kind of uh, you realize that uh, the roommate was compassionate. He actually felt bad. You know, that was, that was kind of an interesting, you know, twist, if you will. It's, it's ironic, though, because he's the one that created the situation. <laughs> right. Explain. What do you mean created the situation? He brought her over there. He created the situation where the guy would be freaking out. And the guy told him, don't interact with these people. And he still did it anyway. So, right. yes, he cares about the guy, but he still does all these stupid things that put him in jeopardy. Right. Well, and that's that's a thing. Right. Right. Uh, not that any of us are hackers that watch girls um without their knowledge but if you know the bond that bond came over and we were single guys right we, we would go dude thanks man I, I was just too shy to talk to her and, and you know you just set me up with her but that's what i think eric was thinking was is a girl that his 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 buddy likes and he's too scared to ever talk to any of them so i'm gonna help him out and then when she bring she comes over. Eric finds out. Oh, oh, uh, this guy's really more damaged than I thought. Well, I think it's because he's so transactional. He thinks that this is going to take care of his rent. I'll bring her over, and he'll be distracted, and he'll forget about rent. He's just transactional in nature. Everything is like, oh, I'll bring her over. I'll give him some pot, and he'll forget about it, or whatever. You know, so he can just keep doing his actor thing. In air quotes. <laughs> living that's, the life that he wants to live yeah that's an interesting a transactional let's talk about that I, I heard that term recently and i forget where i've heard it whether it was on a, one of these podcasts or a friends of mine were saying that oh they're just transactional type of people um yeah who the hell was it uh that said it um actually i yeah it could have been one of my one of my friends that said it um what what does that mean? Is that a mental illness too? Is that is that like like a dissocial personality? Well, I mean that that would create a transactional 
type it of thing. Can, but I think that he. I don't think he had a mental illness. He just was not a nice person necessarily. He he was always thinking of himself. I think, and so he was always thinking of what he would get out of whatever he's giving. So he's right. just selfish, which is yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Sociopathic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it depends on you know, which level of, of just what uh, level yeah. in that area. We all have had friends at, like, like yeah. this guy, right? Yeah. I mean, we've all had friends yeah. like that. Right. That kind of suck the soul out of you, even though they're fun to be around. They're right. always taking at the same time as they're giving you something. Right, right. Yeah, because uh, a friend of mine, that's what they were, they were talking about marriage and saying marriage commitment means helping each other and not. A, a transactional balance. Yeah. So what what would that mean in that case? In that definition? Yeah, Does that just, mean he was helping if he was just helping him to help him, um I would think that he would be a better person, but he wasn't doing everything was predicated upon him having a place to live so that he could do right. his actor thing. Right, right. And, so he would Okay, yeah, go ahead. Torn. No, no go I was ahead. just going to say so so he's doing things even if it's helpful or friendly or whatever, but it's, uh, there's a motivation behind it. Right. Which, and he's not totally unfeeling. He did feel for him when he realized, Ooh, I really screwed up. I brought her over here. He really meant don't bring her over. <laughs> right. Right. I didn't realize he would react that way. He's just taking these meds, whatever. It's like smoking pot, whatever. Again, it's just that whole that total lack of understanding what he's actually yeah. dealing with, right? Yep. And so it's just like, you go on, please. Oh, I was just gonna say it's just like the perfect storm, right? Of all these different bad things that are all melted together, and now you get to see what it comes out to be. Because if you had one thing right. different, would that would the story have gone a different direction, right? If his friend hadn't had that uh, transactional leaning. <laughs> aspect to his personality would it be different yeah well and doesn't that all doesn't it set everything off when he brings her over there isn't that when everything really gets going and people start dying yeah that's probably like the trigger yeah Yeah. because you're gonna remember after she leaves he's talking to eric again when they're looking at the the woman on online and he says that leanna uh, she's just a whore and that's from henry yeah, and prior to that, Henry hasn't said anything negative or mean. Well, and he starts right? becoming and, and now more, he's talking. About, yeah, go on. I was going to say he starts becoming more um, angry with his roommate. I need my rent. I need it now. You need right. to get it, and then it just starts becoming a bigger conflict between them. Right. Yeah, and that is true. He, he's he's definitely um, uh changed at that point right from just a pervert to now um i guess defensive he's very defensive right because he's defensive with leanna because he blames her for his his uh, wimpiness or whatever his er uh, ed or whatever it's called or whatever it happened to him his panic attack and so he calls her a whore when she really didn't do anything to him Doesn't and remember remember he stopped too? taking his he stopped taking his meds too at that yeah. point. That's a big precursor as well. His friends like, "Why are you taking these drugs? Stop taking those." Right, right. Yeah, and then that's when he also is now more angry at his friend Eric 
Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say, I want my money now. More, I mean, I mean, he wants his money, but but I mean, he's not being as lenient about it anymore, right? I need the rent. I need the rent. I need the rent. And then all these bad aspects of him are showing, right? Because it's like what it seems like once he has that switch flipped, then it seems like he's almost got the incel aspect to him, right? Where he's got Ooh, the, the yeah. misogyny against women, right? Yeah, incel. because from what from yeah. and so there's like it's. Again, I'm not sure if that's what they were fully looking to go for, but it, right. it gives an aspect of it, right? Yeah, yeah, it sure does. And then yeah. you wonder, did that come from his dad? Yeah. We don't have, I don't remember, them, at least I don't remember, them actually talking about the relationship between his mo- his mother and his father. No, you just see the dad. You just yeah. see the dad, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, the how- only thing we know about the mother... Sorry, but the only thing we know about the mother is that uh, she died. Okay, so we do know that. Okay. Yeah, he mentioned he died. she died giving uh, birth. Oh, interesting. Okay, we I missed that. Did anybody else? Yeah, hit, I, remember no, that? I didn't get that. I missed that. Yeah. I missed yeah, that. yeah you, he mentioned that near the start of the movie. He said that you know, you know, yeah, mom. Uh, he said, "What about mom?" He said, well, "You know, she she gave she died giving birth to me." So pretty much, he said he never met her. Well, that's and very I'm, important. Yeah, and I'm kind of <laughs> curious. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of curious if that's the picture of the woman in the uh, uh, that he keeps in the uh, piano in the room. Oh yeah. yeah, because he keeps on yeah. looking at this picture, and it's like, who is it? An ex-girlfriend, or and of yeah. course it's not an ex-girlfriend. But as Johnny mentioned, yeah, he ain't gonna be meeting any girls. But yeah. um, it's definitely, yeah, it probably is his mother, or or his fantasy of his what his mother would be. Right. Yeah. Well, so all he has is his dad's influence. Then he never had a mother's influence. Right. So then yeah, you wonder it, too about if the dad blames him, and then that explains why his dad is so abusive to him. Is because mm. his dad blames him for killing his mom. Yep. Interesting. Oh, that's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. That is D- possible. During the um during the abuse flashbacks, does um I don't know if I'm like I dreamt this and like hoping that the movie had some other twist or something. Um, <laughs> but does it does the father say something about the the, the mother? Um, no. like basically negating his comment that she died during childbirth. No. He does not. Okay. I didn't hear anything. I mean, the only time you hear it, it's just he keeps the he keeps the kid in the room. He keeps the kid in the house. Yeah. There's another time where he wants his son to wear this other devil type mask, and he says, you know, you're we're wasting time, or you're wasting my time. You know, put this on, or we go back home. You know, or you go back to your room, or something like that. Right. Or, you know, the kid's just yeah. waking up thinking that his father's yelling at him. It's like, you went outside. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Hmm. Right, right. Well, maybe after the mother died, the father became agoraphobic. We don't know. That's possible, too, yeah. 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 Well, let me ask you this. Do, do you guys, did you guys get the impression by the end of the film that Henry killed his father? That's what I got. Yeah, he's, well, we kept yeah. on talking about something about buried in the backyard. I yeah. Said oh that. yeah, yeah. He, he said, said buried it. in the backyard. Yeah. yeah oh, okay. So that's, uh, near that's the why end of the I was getting that, thinking that maybe the mother was murdered or killed. Not right. Oh, yeah, he, he killed his father. his father. Yeah. He said he right. killed his father, like near the yeah. end of the movie. Yeah. I said yeah. he, like, he looks in the mirror and said, "I killed you." Right. Yeah. So. um... 
let's let's get back to Lin, Linnea. So we talked about how she came over, but what about her and with her her boyfriends? Like she's with the shirt where she's wearing the shirt. So it appears that she picks the wrong people too, right? So she's been. I got you could you could argue she's. Uh, get it's in dysfunctional relationships, right? Because the guy she has, she has Instagram relationships. Yeah, <laughs> she meets guys, she sleeps with them, and they leave, and that's pretty much it from what we see. Now, yeah, of course, remember like we're just seeing what's on the screen. Sorry, Johnny, go ahead. Yeah. No, it just it sounds like L.A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It does it sounds like L.A. Basically, um, uh, shallow lifestyles in a sense and and then also um people who are damaged that you know they go you know like like linnea she went for guys that you know random one night stands or whatever and the the guys treat her like crap you know and Mm -hmm. and she may be a little more um outgoing and that turns them off you know she's just trying to be funny about the shirt and, and the guy flips out on her so yeah, she's oh. she's definitely choosing the wrong folks. Go on, Sean. You said something. I was wondering, uh, not to go off on a tangent, but I was just wondering also if there's an aspect about judging because we were talking about these. And we're, I think we're all acknowledging that all of these people are broken in some way, but yep. there's an aspect of judging these people mm-hmm. on their behaviors without understanding why they're broken. Yep. Right. Does that make sense? That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, what's don't. interesting about that thought is that when she comes over, she's exactly what she appears to be. Yeah. Shallow and not really feeling, you know, she doesn't, she can't accept his little fit or whatever. She, you know, some people be like, oh my God, is he okay? Um, not right. like, ooh, yeah. I need to get away from him. He is gross. Like zero empathy at all. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. Well, and that's the weird thing too, is that because she is, when, when, when no one's there and she's all alone and she's not happy, especially after that guy flipped out on her, you know, she's crying and all these other things. Mm -hmm. So, so she's definitely a different person behind the camera. And then when she's in front of the camera, meaning in, in Henry's room, she, she's like horrified. Um, you know, and, and, and then Henry becomes horrified because he says, Oh, the girl, that's the sweet girl that I think she is behind the camera she's more you know outgoing similar to like eric or his roommate and he kind of like suddenly now says okay she's a whore so and that's his words not mine so i guess once he starts seeing that these people aren't quote unquote that the the woman that he thinks they are that's when he determines that yeah I, i i don't have anything to do with them anymore I mean, I don't know where I'm going at that, but I mean, that kind of what I think seals Linnea's fate, right? Am I right to say that? Well, I think what Sean said earlier about everything kind of coinciding all at once, that this is that pivotal moment because, you know, he sees that she's not what he thought and he's off his meds and he can't handle people being around him, obviously, because he's like, "Ah," you know, starting to hyperventilate and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just all that's coming together. All at once. Oh yeah, the the the, the ubiquitous uh, emotional break, or they call yeah. it. You know. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And just again, the idea with this that uh, I think going back to how we look at people, or like how we look at celebrities, and 
they create the facade to meet what people are expecting, right? But then what happens when those expectations are shattered? How do you respond? Yep. And it feels like with him, it's not a positive, right? He doesn't, it's, he ought, he just snaps. And then again, with all those other triggers happening, it's creating that, the monster basically. Well, and meeting her broke the illusion, right? Yeah. It broke that illusion because she was, in front of him, she was the character she's playing in front of everybody else. Whereas before he was getting to see the crying side of her and other sides of her, she came across in person as the person, the bad person that he would see her as. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is that, you know, everybody has their strong face out in the real world and you know we have enough friends um that that we know that you know behind the closed doors they tell us all these horrible things and they are different people you know and so for this guy here henry who's not friends with this woman he sees two sides of someone that he's not friends with and the the only side that he should know is the one that is the public image. And that's the image that she's going to show to him because they're not friends, you know? And so exactly. And he considered them friends, right? Cause yeah. every one of these people he's watching, he's their guardian angel. So they're friends. Yeah. He's watching right. after them. And it isn't interesting that he relies on the mask to do his, his, when he's, offing people right because yeah. again it, it's dis, it's it's disassociating he the good guardian angel person from the bad demon right mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think it's important that it's again it's like it's almost like the movie again drawing on the, the mask that we all wear and that we have different masks for different situations some of yeah. us are not or some of us are not as um i guess consistent with them <laughs> Right. Or able to to rely on them as others, right? And right. some are more obvious with their masks than others. Exactly. Right, right. And, and it's also to see someone's mask that you shouldn't oh, – oh, let me rephrase. See someone's inner child that you shouldn't see because they didn't give you permission can really F you up, I think, as well. So it's, And it's a huge violation, right? Yeah, yeah. it's a huge violation. Because, because if you see someone's inner child and it's – it's given to you by permission that can fuck you up never mind if you see it wrongly you know so it's it's well, just you weird. probably have context if it's if there's permission there right yeah whereas yeah. he had no context behind it so he didn't really understand what they were right oh so he, he had the context he created it that's right yeah that's yeah. true yeah. yeah he created his yeah. own context yeah. yeah yeah that's true yeah yeah, so so yeah, that's a shame. All right, so let's talk about uh, uh, Tessa now. Uh, Tessa is uh, the real pretty girl that has the cam cam thing going, and it, oddly, her her mother knows about it too, which which is kind of interesting yeah. too. Um, and any thoughts about Tessa and her, um, I guess double life because he sees again the the real and and the and the I guess the presented. Well, you know, she was going to be the next to go when he's, when he screwed up, he says, Oh yeah. You know, you live in LA in such and such neighborhood. You want to have a drink sometime? She's like, what? I know I can get information about you. You know, your credit card. It's like, 
Yep, she's dead. Yeah, so let's talk about her. She she basically um, uh, is a is a, a girl that uh, cam girl and and whatnot. So she does cam shows, and so he gets to see her when she's not doing cam shows, but he also gets to see the cam shows, and because he's hacked her computer. And the thing is, is that since he knows her, and he starts feeling like he needs to talk to her because of, you know, he's the quote unquote guardian angel. He decides to do the cam girl to her because that, even though he knows her personally from watching her for who knows how long, he never gets to talk to her. So he does the credit card thing and whatnot. And then as Kevin, you mentioned, he screws up when he says, why can't we meet? Um, you know, I'm, I'm in LA too. And then she freaks out because it's like, how do you know that? Because again, right. a cam girl well, it's could funny. Be from, from, he, from Australia. Well, the, the you know? thing he thinks is, the is, cam girl is the real side of her and it's the fake part. Well, I mean, the thing yeah. is, is that it's just, I mean, he could have just said, he, I, I mean, he could have just said, Hey, look, you know, uh, I just wanted to talk to somebody, you know, I'm shy. I have a tough time talking with people. You know, and I wanted to talk with a, a pretty woman, you know, and then he could have just started talking with her about anything. He's like, look, you know, I know this isn't exactly what you do, but, you know, I want to talk with a pretty woman. And they could have just had a chat, you know, because uh, he already paid. So, I mean, you know, he didn't have to say, hey, do you want to meet up sometime? Yeah, I mean, he's well. Well, and at least it would have given her the chance, right? If you if, you know, because. Maybe she's comfortable doing that aspect. Maybe she's not, but at least she would have the choice to make that decision. And again, he just takes it out of her hands, right? Well, he could have just said, hey, where do you live? You know, if you live, he could have just said, hey, I live in the L.A. area. If you live in the L.A. area, would you like to meet up? And, but, I mean, of course, this guy's not exactly known for thinking straight either. More social interactions. So, <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah. well, plus, you know, a, a cam girl, you know, no matter how much of a relationship you have with her, assuming this guy would suddenly, you know, contact her weekly, you know, like fan, fan, my, my, only only fans, you know, or, or even 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 I guess a prostitute for that matter. You know, I, I, you know, we've seen enough movies where you know there's a guy and a, and a prostitute that are buddies for for the whole movie, but he's still paying her. So it's not like they're they're You know what I'm saying? So he, for him to think that he could just have coffee with someone. Well, he's that's... only had two real relationships from what we can tell, right? His dad and his roommate. Yeah. I mean, he might've had a few more in there at some point, but I mean, he hasn't had a whole lot of relationships to compare to. Right. He thinks yeah. these are the real relationships, what he's gained on the computer. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, and that's the thing. I mean, it, it put this way, he doesn't even have to be an agro, agoraphobic or, or any mental illness. I mean, you, you, we know enough people that would be in the real world that would think that they're, you know, I, I knew this guy that, that used to go to a bar and uh, hang out at the bar and talk to the bartender all at the time. And he used to go come and tell me that that's his girlfriend. And, so, and, I, and I believed him for a while until he invited me once to go to the bar with him. And then I'm looking, it's like, no, he's, this, this girl is just giving him the drinks. And, <laughs> and, and he's just hoping one day that she's his girlfriend, you know, oh, yeah, so Phil, you gotta, you gotta tell me off air who this is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, 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 that, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, yeah, that's that's fine. It's not anybody you know. So, um, but yeah, so there's people out there that that are like that. So you know what you know what this makes me think, Phil. 
And not yeah, to cut, I apologize for cutting you off. Is the song by the Doobie Brothers, What a Fool Believes? Because yeah. the whole song is about a guy who has this whole dream of what he thought it was, the situation was, and then yeah. what the girl actually thought it was. And yeah. that's, that seems very applicable in this situation. Right, right. Well, and, and that's the thing. It's like, it's like people have a, um, the promise. In other words, in other words if, they, if they have a feeling that's so deep and there's a promise they'll do stupid things it's like when you go to uh you know you see those those girls on the side of the road selling coffee or hot dogs and bikinis you know near the beach or or whatever and and you people go to them because it's a promise that they think you know that that those girls i'm going to be able to talk to you never know you never know but of course it's not going to happen and so hooters runs off of the idea yeah yeah or or, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or, or, or just even strip joints or anything. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Or just the bartender what... with the big boobs that, you know, shows them because she knows she's going to get a bigger tip. Or, or the YouTube video, oh, artist, the musician. You know, there's that girl that was famous for years that was a guitarist in her first, like, 20 videos. She got, like, maybe 100 to 200 views. And then she started wearing low-cut uh, blouses because she has, you know, big gazungas. And, and suddenly she had over a million views within three weeks. You know, so it, it's just how it is. But you're going to say something. Let's. Well, no, it's like I knew one guy who who went through that. He was they were at I think it was even a Hooters that he was just tipping this girl every time she brought him a drink and all that. So, of course, she kept on coming. And so finally, by the end, he asked for her phone number and she said no, because it's right. it, he was, he's kind of walking like, well, why did she come over? It's because you were tipping her, you idiot. There's a lot but of true crime, true crime that happens in strip joints based on that idea. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't that come back to yeah. that transactional aspect of things then the transactional yeah. relationship where yes. everyone thinks that because i i paid you that something's going to come that oh, me. that's never actually going to happen it's just we're all playing with these little like niceties and little hints and games and stuff right right yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah you're right yeah because i mean when you when you go on a date with a girl you, you know uh the point of the date is to see if you guys like each other or you're or if you're already to the point where you're going to start dating you're doing it because you you're you actually do like each other it's not really transactional but some people will look at it as transactional and and you know that that's the part that's that's not right that right i mean you don't know them yet you don't know them yet right so it is kind of transactional in a way i mean and then you can also bring in the aspect of the narcissists with those right yeah yeah who operate on the on the, the level of Basically, everyone's here for my own pleasure. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Tessa is is there as a transactional thing. And again, no disrespect to, to sex workers, but some f- folks would say that that is 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 a job that most people wouldn't necessarily choose. And those who do choose it. Um, if you check their psyche, there, there may be something a little different than say someone who doesn't choose that. And again, you know, you know, I mean, you know, the big thing right now is uh, sex work is, is work and should not be laughed at or insulted in. And that's true. It's just that, um, you know, we, we, we know, we know that certain people aren't, aren't going to do that because it's just not for them. Uh, so Tessa, we could probably say, is, is is somewhat of similar to Lanier, I guess, in a sense, right? I mean, I think she's more honest about her situation, though. 
than Linnea would be, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. She's even more transactional than the roommate. She's all about making the money with the views. So. Right. Well, and also, but Linnea, though, too, I mean, you know, she even says on the phone to her mother, she goes, I haven't even had sex in six months, mom. I'm not a whore or a prostitute or whatever. <laughs> she does. And, yeah. You know, but, 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 but yeah, so everything is, is transactional and money for her. So, yeah. And, and I don't even know what she does for a living otherwise. Right. Is, is she trying to be an actress or something? I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. What, we never, well, we never I mean, learned that. Yeah. The only thing you see her doing is her you know, her videos, well, her, her webcam stuff and reading and listening to music and, you know, you don't really see her doing much else. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. We, so, because she never talks about, you know, she's an actress. So I'm trying well, to get a didn't job. Did she mention a... talking about uh, writing a book or something or writing? Yeah. But again, even those things, unless you're, you actually are hired and, and on a payroll, is is something that you, you have to keep your day job right so oh maybe, yeah maybe 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 she's making enough money doing the, the the cam work which to be honest she may she may some of those people pulling hundreds of thousands of dollars so so maybe yeah but well, what it she, is she she's just not happy she oh, sold her underwear for 500 bucks yeah yeah so she's pulling in huge money right it's just that she's just not a happy person it seems i right. guess you know and and if if you know, the chance to be a successful writer is, is, is pretty low. And me, Barrett and, and John, uh, you, you as well, because we've discussed it a lot. It's, it's not easy. So, um, she, yeah, she's definitely, um, yeah, has her issues. Uh, anything else we need to talk about Tessa? Anything? All right, let's move on to, uh, actually, I'm kind of curious how she got the gun because in LA County, that's not easy to get. What's, what's that? It's not yeah. easy to get a gun legally in LA County. Exactly. Yeah. It's not easy to get a gun legally. That was definitely a well. big gun. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I that mean, looks like a Magnum PI. Yeah, I no, think it's Magnum huge. PI had a uh, Magnum PI had a 1911. This was a revolver. Right. Big one. High, high caliber. Uh, but yeah. Right. Um. All right, so that's a fair point about the gun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how she got it. So let's let's go on to uh, the next girl, and uh, this is the main girl. Um, at least turns out to be the main girl, and that's that's uh, Laura. She's the 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 Russian immigrant. Um, what do we got to say about her? Here's the Megan Fox lookalike. Yeah, she was. She was pretty damn good looking. There's no doubt about it. I was just going to say that she was a strong personality, right? Yeah. Because yeah. it seemed like there's different aspects of, of women as well, right? There, And it seemed like she was the on the where she's strong, she's confident, she knows what she's doing, and she's got control of things. And then you looked at Sky, I think it was, right, who has doesn't have control. And she's relying on – and so it's almost each of the other women were kind of relying on different aspects of people for their own well-being whereas it seems laura doesn't need that she's got her own confidence she's got her own stuff together right yeah okay quick question what did she do for a living we don't know well then she mentions something about well (laughs) did she mention something about working in a restaurant or something like that because i was looking at her house i mean you look at her house and you think you know if you're in la county and you live like that you got to be pulling in some serious dollars Maybe she's a restaurateur or something. Possibly. 
I don't recall right. any profession being mentioned. For she sure. mentioned it. She did mention something, but I thought it was a restaurant or something that she okay. worked in. But I, I, I mean, you have to, like I said, you have to earn a lot of money to be able to have a, a nice place like that. Yeah, yeah. But she was also very clever because I mean, when the police came to her house, actually that whole that whole scene I thought it was funny because you had the two guys watching this whole thing and they're talking like they're they're watching a horror movie. Don't drink it! Don't drink it! Don't drink it! Oh come on! No no! Put it right! No no! I can't watch! I can't watch! Don't worry, he's not drinking it. Okay yeah, and then all of a sudden the police come and then she she quick she immediately realizes. Some somebody's watching through her webcam. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was. yeah. That's what that that's where I had my, you know, my first or early problems with the movie because, of course, I'm thinking about you know the police going to follow up with whoever called nine one one to send the cops there, you know, accusing her of horrific things and that's like where true. was the, where was the follow up to that? Like, you know, I was wondering that too. And how are you going to explain it? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah, yeah, because they know the cops never followed up, right? I mean, if there's a nine one one call, someone shows up, and there's no crime, and the cops figure out how how would they even know about what was going on? Well, he is a hacker. He could have. He did send it via text. Oh, yeah. So he might have been able to mask where it was from. That's all I can say about that. I'm not saying that's a perfect solution to that. Sure, sure. That's what I thought was going on because he's already hacking into webcams. I figured he was protected. Yeah, maybe. Maybe several so. VPNs or something. And yeah, yeah. But well, let me ask you, Johnny. Let's say let's say he wasn't he didn't mask his 911 and and, and uh, because you know the the movie doesn't really explain whether he does or not. Um. Two cops show up. They find nothing wrong. Uh, the only thing that is being added to the tea was some some you know herb that is harmless. What would the cops do? Would they actually follow up on the nine one one call, or are they just would, wouldn't even care because there's just too much to do, or they're just lazy, or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I can't speak for what would happen in L.A. I mean, they you know they might just go, yeah, we're too busy, so just do nothing, but. Typically, there'd be some some follow up with the reporting party, you know. Um, right. I know he sent it from his. He said he remember he said, "Oh, you can text nine one one from your phone." Yeah. You know, a lot of times those anonymous tip lines. They, I mean, unless you have a, a working verified number, they won't even take things like that for because people get you know scammed. Yeah. You know, swatted. Who knows what else? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right, Barrett. Right, right. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. So, um, let me see. So, all right. So let's talk about Laura. Yeah. So she, uh, was, uh, a queen bee in a sense, um, you know, really good looking woman, like, like all the women in this film. Um, but unlike the other women, she had generally what appeared to be a normal life I felt, um, and was bringing in different guys over and over and over. So what was the key that made Henry think, she needed the quote unquote guardian angel because other, unlike the other girls, she, she didn't seem like she had issues behind, you know, when, when he was looking at her all alone without her knowing. 
Maybe it was the fact that she was uh, promiscuous and that, that in and of itself, he, he viewed that as being a, uh, a moral problem or something like that. You know, she couldn't she couldn't settle down with one guy or something. Just a thought. OK, that, that's that sounds fair. What do you guys think? Might have just been new. And the first time he saw her was her taking that guy up and then he started questioning it immediately. Well, I mean, what what it was is that also she brought down. I mean, he heard all this power tools, and all of a sudden, he's got this bag. She's got the the woman has this bag, and she's just dragging out. She's like, "It's got a body in it." And I always remember looking at that body, like looking at the bag, and I'm thinking, I don't know. It didn't look like the size of a body. I mean, it looks like a, a heavy trash bag, but I don't know if I would say it had a body in it. I mean, it could have, but it, it looked pretty big. It looked pretty Whatever big. Was in it. Well, then what the funny part is, is made me wonder, was she actually a murderer or not? I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe she actually was a murderer and, you know. Well, and that's the thing, right? Not. I mean, we I don't mean, know. The, yeah. And let's talk about that because you brought it up earlier, too. Um, but again, as I said, you, you know, um, being a Russian immigrant, um, it wouldn't surprise me that they would have uh, – a cow's head, for example, uh, in 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 their refrigerator, because if they're really into that, their heritage, you know, and they're coming from Russia, they're going to make cheese. Ha- I mean, uh, yeah, che- is it cheese? Uh, head cheese. Yeah, che- head cheese. Thank you. Well, and and they're also going to do things like eat, eat beef tongue. You know, I mean, my my old boss, she was from Russia, and uh, she, she's in a different group now. She she used to tell me all the time how she ate uh, cow's tongue, right? And 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 that sounds weird to us, you know, because we're in North America. But to her, that was normal as hell. And then there's a Vietnamese girl I used to know um, that I work with, and, and she used to eat, you know, the thousand-year-old egg, which are these black eggs they bury in the dirt, and they turn black, and then they eat them, you know, and that was normal to her. So, you know, I mean, if you go to Asia, a lot of people think we're weird because we eat cheese, you know, because their cheese isn't part of their diet. And when I say Asia, I'm talking about East Asia. So I, I, I didn't think that was necessary. Weird, but again, at that point, they were. It was pointing as if she was going to be the killer, right? Because of the flash forward scene at the beginning, where she's walking down the hall with a knife, and all, and, and even the trailer. If anybody watched the trailer, it made it look like there's a woman serial killer. But and then of course the 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 bag. But anything could have been in the bag, right? It could have been garbage, and she's just lug, lugging it out. I, I when when I was in college, I worked for a year at, at a dorm lugging out. Um, garbage, you know, I was getting, I got $150 a, a month from the college to lug out garbage once a week. And, and those bags were motherfucking heavy, excuse my language. So, and this, this is a petite girl, you know, versus, versus, you know, you know an adult male. So it could, it could have just been garbage. I mean, we don't know what was in there. It could have been a bag of laundry. Laundry can be heavy, you know, I mean, I, I uh, they, anything was possible. They made it seem sinister the, with the little meat thing that she was doing. I didn't find her serving food to everyone was weird. You just don't know. It, they made it sinister. They wanted it to be sinister. It could right. be a red herring, like you said. The bag makes me most suspicious of her because dragging a garbage bag down the stairs, it just seemed a little odd. But other than that, I can't say for sure if she's a killer or not. I think it would have been cool if she was. Right. Cooler than the way the story ended up. I, you right. know, 
that's just how I feel about it. But. All right. So let's go around and, 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 and see. So for me, I'm thinking it was a bag of laundry because again, she had to drag it down the stairs. Uh, the, the head or, or, or that weird piece of meat, I'm thinking it was like a calf's head or whatever. And then when she was feeding her three friends, I think it was just a meal based off of her Russian heritage and, and the way they were talking, they're like, Oh, I've never tried this before and all that. And I'm thinking that it's that. So, this is at the end of the film. I'm thinking that during that moment, I'm thinking she's probably the serial killer. But at, by the end, I was thinking that that was all red herrings. What about you, Johnny? What did you think? I thought it was through the eyes of him um, having. Um, Ooh, that's a good. The psychotic, psychotic, um, unreliable. Yep. Breaks essentially, and and he was just seeing what he thought he wanted to see, and or anything. He was starting to lose his shit. That's what I thought. That's a really good point. I like that. What about you, uh, Kevin? Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what about you, Sean? Yeah, it was just basically I couldn't rely on him. So then I started to question what he's actually seeing as to whether it's actually real or if it's just feeding into that fantasy he's created, right? Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I was wondering um, about those videos, you know, it's like one minute he sees the videos, but then it's like, oh, it's gone. It's like, well, I'm thinking to myself, you know, if if somebody put a video, if somebody put a video on your machine, wouldn't you want to copy it to someplace else? So you could, I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking, out, you know, for evidence. Yeah. No, and, and this is fair. This is fair. Yeah, I mean, because no matter what, if anybody came to his house and they looked at his computer, he, he's going to jail for, or at least going to court for for having. Uh, videos that he isn't supposed to have. Well, no, I mean, um, it would be, he could say, hey, somebody put this on my machine. Right. You know, and they would say, why? I mean, he, if he, if he, if he could totally disconnect from the other, like figure out how to like totally disconnect or something from the other webcam so that all he has is that, that video and say, look, somebody decided to play like a sick practical joke on me and, and do this. And then, you know, after, you know, the cops do everything, he'll, I mean, he obviously, ha he could have obviously taken all that stuff, you know, to a way to hack in and just saved it somewhere else and just say, look, somebody sent this to me. Yeah, but he right. didn't. Sure. Now, um, what about, uh, um, did, did I, oh, Barrett, you, what about you, Barrett? I agree. It was probably a red herring and he's an unreliable narrator, but my, my wish was that she was a serial killer and that <laughs> I wish that his roommate was part of it, trying to drive him insane. And that it would have really went from there and just went off the deep end and got really crazy. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit because uh, that's an interesting idea. How, like you said, there was certain things that could have been different that could have made this film, I guess, more original and therefore more interesting in a sense. So we'll, we'll talk about those in a little bit too. Um, all right. So yeah, so Laura definitely is a, is a hard ass because she figures out what's going on when the 911 call and she looks into the camera and says, so you're looking at me, you son of a bitch. And you know, I'm going to kill you if I find you now, of course she probably wouldn't if she's not a kill, but, but she's pissed. And yeah, you know, that's, that's what someone would say probably, even if they don't mean it, you know? So, you know, it's, it's like that, uh, 12 angry men where how many times have you ever said I could, I could kill you, honey, or, or whatever. And you don't really mean it, you know? So, um, and also she, unlike the other girls that 
you know, this guy Henry's watching, she has high, uh, I think she has a strong self-esteem uh, she's, she's not low self-esteem person like the other mm. girls. She's strong for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So what do we want to talk about now? I guess we can just talk about anything else about the film because we went through all the girls and we, and whatnot. We, we talked about Eric in a sense and what's going on with him. Um, we talked about Henry and his past and what he's doing. Uh, any specific scenes we want to discuss? Anybody? Yeah, I mean, not a scene, I guess, or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Any topic. His... Any topic. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I found his roommate's character to be actually very funny, and he was such a terrible mm -hmm. actor, and just, I feel like there's probably so many of those people who go to L.A., and they just get lost, and they think they're talented, and they're not, and they, you know, and it's just, you know, the guy was like a loser, but likable. I don't know, does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the funny, I, one thing I th thought was almost too humorous was he was talking about, oh, yeah, you know, actors, they're just so, you know, uh, centered. <laughs> and, uh, he's bashing actors while he's trying to become one. And then he keeps coming up with these thoughts and these, oh, that was good. And he starts <laughs> pretending to act right there. Yeah, I laughed out loud right, a, couple exactly. of, a couple of times. I definitely laughed out loud a couple of times. This character is very self-absorbed. Yeah, yeah, that that was funny when when he says that. I forget what movie. It was some famous quote from a movie, and then he starts saying it. And he goes, "Oh, what is it again? Let me do it." And then he goes over and over it. And it's like, "Yeah, I'm going to use that at my next audition." And it's like, "Oh my god, this guy's. Oh my god, he's he's just another bozo that's not going to, you know." Because for, I mean, I, I've said this. To, I think it's to you, John. We've had discussions about the stuff. It's like for you know, um, and actually, many times on these podcasts where we're talking, like Eric will always say, "Oh, I like this actress. I hope she has a." career and i'm like you know for for every scarlett johansson or emily blunt there's thousands of these nobodies that are lucky to get even into the horror film so out of the ones that don't even make the horror film there's thousands of them you know so there's, there's thousands of pretty girls so it's a lot of it's just luck or whatever and same with the guys right i mean this guy his chance of making it big you know is probably zero you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's got no talent. You know, he's got no talent. Yeah. I mean, that's the reality of it. And I just loved how he's like, "Oh, I, uh, I have this role pretty much shored up for next week." And he's like, "Do you get that gig?" He's like, "No, but I was second choice." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have something better in mind for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be even better. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> I still have no money for you. <laughs> yeah. And he acts yeah. like he's gonna get paid up front. We're gonna pay you yeah, before you even one. do the acting. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Well, even even when he gets the job finally as a, a waiter, he goes, yeah. I asked for an advance so they could give it. And it's like they're, they're still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to give you an advance. They, you, they just met you yesterday and you're asking for three hundred dollars or something. It's like uh, you haven't worked a day. You're not going to get no three hundred dollars. Yeah. So that was pretty bad. Um if if he was smart, he would have just said, "Dude, I'll, I'll mow your lawn. I'll do this. I'll do, I'm, I'm assuming it was a house. They kept on saying a house, so uh, I'll do do the yard work. I'll paint. Uh, you know." But he doesn't say any of that. He's just whatever. Um, but yeah, I would agree with you, Johnny. Though, um, yeah, if I just knew him, he's a guy that I could have hung out with with no issues. You know, yeah, he'd doing, be fun. Yeah, go to go to a bar with you know, <laughs> hang out. Relying talk. on a mortgage for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, right, exactly. 
Um, any other things, any other big points about before we get into, you know, the finale and, and, and Barrett's suggestions and stuff? Any other scenes we wanted to talk about that we missed that were, were interesting or, or just ideas in the film that were interesting that we haven't talked about yet? Anything? There's five of did you find, uh Did you find them to be a hoarder? You know, like the disarray of that room, everything's just like, you know? Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. And, and, you know, how we had the windows covered and stuff or, or the shades pulled down all the time. It, it's just like, um, he, he's like, like, um, what, what, what was that? That Scottish guy in the, in the Austin Powers films. What's his name? Fat bastard. Fat bastard. Where, where he goes, he goes, I eat because I'm s- depressed, but I'm depressed because I eat. And, and so it's like <laughs> that. It's like this guy is all effed up and he's just making it worse for himself by closing the shades, by not having windows open, by having all this junk around his room, by not cleaning or, 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 or living at least a, a good life inside office. his house. <laughs> but, 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 but inside his own house, all right, so he can't go outside. He can't do anything else, but he could still have a happy place in the house but instead the way he dresses his 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 haircut he doesn't shave you know and 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 the room is a dump and and the windows are closed and you know on and on he he is fat bastard where he's he's depressed because of the way he lives and he the way he lives is is part of the reason why he's depressed well isn't it just a reflection of just how messed up his mind is yeah disordered yeah it's just yeah I love when he caught his roommate um, on his computer and he's like, hey, mate, I was just curious. And he was just like, oh, OK, like you, he didn't flip out. I was hoping for a big flip out there, like some like crescendo or something like because he knew he was caught. So to speak. I was surprised he didn't have it locked. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. That's, well, yeah. that's Thank you, Barrett. That, that, you, you kind of that's my spoilers at the end of the you, if we talk about problems with the movie at the end, I would be like this guy doesn't have a password or, you know, control all delete password on that computer. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And also too, that's weird is, is, um, like, like he, he, he knows he is, he has this issue, right? I mean, the, the, the one thing that everybody agrees on Henry and Eric is that he's, ag- what's the, the agoraphobic? Is that what it's called? Agoraphobic. Or, or what is it called? agoraphobic agoraphobic right so he knows he has a mental issue now or be, let me rephrase that he knows he has a behavioral health issue so he doesn't try to correct that don't most folks that actually know they have the problem don't they at least want to try to help them not necessarily you have to be in the right headspace man. yeah exactly yeah. not everyone it's... can help themselves and he doesn't have a support system either right he is not well from what we can tell he has none but yeah, the, the the thing is, it's like if you're not in the headspace, it doesn't matter what's going on or what you are aware of. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter because you have to be ready to have that change. Yep. And everyone's different for what that is, right? That's and not that's everyone's capable. Talk. Not everyone's yeah, exactly. capable of it. Yeah, I don't think he was capable of it. I don't think he could understand his own sickness. Right. And his friend Eric was too self-centered about his own life to. I guess forced his his buddy to go for help or be a true support system. I guess. Yep. Yeah. And again, they're both young guys, you know. And and when you're in your twenties, 
um, you know, specifically Eric, because he's the one that is, is quote unquote normal. Um, he's the one that is going to be more selfish, right? What he wants is, you know, to become a famous actor. He wants to find the next quote unquote piece of ass, you know, his words, not mine. Uh, he's the one that wants to find the next joint and the next party, you know, you know, so when you're 25 or 27 or whatever he is, you know, that's what you're looking for. You're not looking for, uh, stability and, and even thinking of other people and just like, Oh dude, I want to help you necessarily. I mean, some, I'm not saying all people like that, but Eric was most certainly one of the types that would be, you know, just looking out for himself mostly. Oh yeah. You know, looking for the next <laughs> most party. young people, most young people don't have the emotional bandwidth to even deal with that at a young age. Never mind a bozo like Eric. Yeah. Right. That's true. Um, Let's see. Uh, what about you, Kevin? What do you think about that? Um, I guess in, in your perspective, because you, you, you know, you're more, um, um, I guess, um, a born again Christian. How would, how was Eric's behavior at that age? Would that be expected for someone you would think, or was he just being a selfish person? Yes. I mean, so some, a lot of people when they're at that age, they're kind of selfish anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, I know when I was in my, my early mid twenties, I, I, I had a lot of selfishness in me too. Uh, I regret it obviously, but uh, I mean, this guy is, he's, he's trying to break into the acting business. And so that's his, that's his dream. That is focus. That's his goal. And I also saw him as taking advantage of um, the main character. Uh, what was his name again? Uh, Henry. Henry. That's it. Yeah, Henry. I mean, he was obviously trying to take care of Henry. I mean, the thing is, is that, I mean, when you're an actor, you know, you can deliver. I mean, if, if you're half good, you can deliver a convincing line that would, you know, make people you, you be manipulative. You know, and that's what this guy, I mean, I think he did care for Henry, but Eric was manipulative too, you know, cause he's trying to, you know, I mean, he, he was, but I mean, he's doing nice things like buying him breakfast in the mornings and all that sort of thing. But it was obvious that he's just trying to make uh, Henry like him so that he wouldn't really bother him about the rent, even though he knew he was, I mean, he was at one point they said, you know, you're a month behind. Right. It it almost felt too like he was almost making him dependent on him, right? Because in that way he oh, can yeah. stay in in the place because Henry's dependent on him to get him stuff. Right. Uh, but, I mean, he's dependent on him to get him stuff. He's also dependent on. Uh, I mean, Eric is dependent on Henry for the place to live, you know. And the thing is, is that Henry is essentially giving him a relatively cheap place to live. And, uh, you know, and so he's just trying to, and he's trying not to pay because he doesn't even have money, really. I mean, I'll, I'm not, it's funny, he says, I don't have the money to pay your rent, but he's buying them breakfast and drugs and things like that. It's like, okay, well, where are you getting that money? I, I don't know. It's, I, that was just one of the questions I had is like, you know, if you don't have money to pay the rent, then how are you getting, you know, marijuana and these other drugs and breakfast every morning and, um, but all that aside, 
Eric is also still manipulative, but well, and as he, he's, he's, he's got a goal. And so, and he's kind of, and he's also trying to appeal to Henry saying, look, I'm your only friend, you know, I'm your only friend and you know, that sort of thing. And, um, trying to manipulate him that way too. And the thing is, I, I do believe that Eric was his friend. It's just, he was his friend, but he was also using him. Right. As typified of people like this, when it comes down to it and it gets reversed, he kind of reverses it on Henry and gets angry and acts like he's the wounded party. And then he goes out and finds somewhere else to be. <laughs> so he doesn't have to pay rent. That's true, too. Yeah. I mean, that that's how people like this exist. You know, they turn it around on you like you're the problem and I'm not going to pay rent. Um, you're just a bad person for asking this of me. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, we, we're, we're figuring out what, what Eric's deal is. But again, I honestly believe that if he did have the money, he would pay. It's just he doesn't. And, right. and he, yeah. he's so... So yeah, it's it's that's how it is. Is like, I mean, that's the problem when you have friends live with you, right? I mean, I don't know if they were friends before, but either way, they became friends. And you know, money can get in the way. That's why you don't ever go to business with your with your friends. They say, right? I mean, obviously that's not true, but but the point of the story or the moral of that quote is that if something goes wrong, you're not going to be friends with that person anymore. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we then, probably and, all know people like him that, you know, never pay for anything and somehow skate by through their whole lives without hardly working, and they always have what they need, somehow. Yeah, that is Meanwhile, true. you've worked since you're 18 and haven't had any, you know, significant amount of time off. <laughs> so basically the Kramer character. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or, or other one, uh, the, the short bald guy. What the hell's his name? George? George? Yeah, George. George. Yeah, George, right. I'd say Kramer's way more that way. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. George actually did have jobs and stuff. He had lots of jobs, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but don't don't forget, and I, I know Phil hates when you bring up Seinfeld, but there's oh, a lot of obscure <laughs> references uh, to Kramer where at one point he makes that he was in the military, maybe doing something very <laughs> secretive. So Kramer's got money streams that we never really discussed. That is true. Anyway. <laughs> Just ask Bob Sacamano. <laughs> hey, if Phil can bring up the office all the time, we can bring up Seinfeld whenever we want. <laughs> Indeed. That's, that's yeah, fair. But, that's fair. In, but if this is Phil's program, he can tell us, he can control the uh, content. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, I'm going to hear beep, beep when we listen to this. <laughs> yeah, right. there's, there's nothing wrong with analogies. Nothing wrong with analogies. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, all right. So, so all right. Let's talk about the ending then. What, what's what's going? On? All right. So we we basically have these chicks getting knocked off, Linnea and Tessa, by a demon-faced mask guy. Now, one of the flashbacks that Henry has, plus the fact that there's a picture in his room of Henry with his father, where his father's wearing a demon mask. And the flashback shows that they're on uh, Halloween and he's tr the father's all pissed because uh, his son won't put on the Halloween, his own Halloween mask. And so 
the murderer goes out wearing a mask, very similar to the mask that the father wore in the picture, as well as in the flashback. And he carries a, a Bluetooth digital camera type thing and recording it. And, you know, almost like you said, John, um, like like using an iPhone camera. And but it's a tiny one. It's really small. Like it fits in between his fingers like he's holding it up. Like it's small. It's like yeah. a GoPro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a GoPro or or one of those nanny cams that you you know you can hide so you can watch to make sure the nanny's not molesting or beating your kid. Um, and so he goes into their rooms and he kills both of them. Now Linnea made more sense because she wasn't expecting it, but Tessa having a gun under her pillow and then not locking her 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 condo door that was kind of weird you know and she's in the bathroom showering naked so i have no idea how he just was able to open the back door and walk in to her house but either way he kills both of them and then um uh so his buddy eric decides that he's gonna bail because he sets up this date with uh laura and to prove that laura isn't a serial killer and oddly um, he's right, uh, even though she figures out the whole thing. But he's good enough looking, and she's good enough looking that they actually hook up as kind of uh, boyfriend girlfriend. And so he's going to move in with her, and he's bailing <laughs> on uh, Henry. So Henry's freaking because he's now going to lose his property tax bills uh, payments, and. He's also pissed that his friend's abandoning him. And his uh, friend used his cameras to meet this girl. That was the ultimate betrayal. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Because yeah, that was his true. world, and he didn't want his friend involved in that. Right, right. So uh, th- let's talk about the ending. Who wants to Who wants to uh, go through the ending? Who wants to explain what happens? I've talked a lot. I'll let somebody else do that. Oh, come on. Someone can speak. Well, okay. I mean, long story short, um, <laughs> you know, Eric is like, okay, I'm going to leave. And so he says, yeah, I, he really likes this girl that we think is a killer, but he's not, or she's not. Uh, and then, so he's going to live with her for a little bit until, you know, he finds a new place to live. And so while he's packing up, you see the demon face mask person, you know, grab the razor, slit his throat. And you think, oh, okay, but then, but all of a sudden, the the girl comes in, you know, and says, hey, I'm here to pick you up. And that's when the reveal, okay, she's not the murderer, and she actually gets attacked, and we realize, okay, yeah, it's it's Henry. Um, and so Eric is dead, and Eric atta- or, uh, Henry attacks. Uh, what was it? Laura was his her name. Yep, Laura. Yeah, Laura. He texts Laura. Laura fights back, actually grabs the razor and cuts him across the arm. He I think she hides. gets him in the balls, too. Well, I mean, That's so, how... so, he, so he hides. And so this is the scene that we see at the beginning of the movie. He's hiding. He's like, please help me, please help me, please help me. And so she's talking to him. And so that's when we also start getting the reveal that he dual personality. And right. long story short, he pretty, this is when he says, but I killed my father. And of course, he's looking at himself in the mirror. And he 
he's like yelling at him back and forth, back and forth, and then he slips his own throat, and that's the end of the movie. Right, right. So now Laura, they still had it pretty good where she was um, possibly a psycho even at that point, right? Because she still has the balls to grab the knife and think she has the upper hand. Well, I would think most women or most men too, to be honest, would probably say, I'm going to the fuck out of here. I'm going to get the cops. But um, all my self-defense classes said you should run first. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but based off of her personality earlier, it, it's not a stretch to see her not running because she thinks this guy's a loser. She has the weapon now he's injured and he just murdered her boyfriend. So he, he's, she's like, you know, I'm all big and tough now, but of course that backfires because once the the real show happens, she becomes, oh my God, I'm, what did I do? I'm, I'm dead. Um, but yeah, so as you said, Kevin, uh, he fights his inner self, the father, and then he slices his, his own throat because he's slicing in his mind, I guess, his father's throat. And so that's how the movie and it goes to dark. Well, what he says is, I will never be, what was it? I will never be free of you. And yeah, so okay. he realizes that's the only way I can get out of this. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of interesting because it would have been even cooler if he said um, something else, you know, um, like he doesn't know that his father is there or something and that, or I don't know, maybe he could have said, I'm going to kill you or something, and then he just kills himself and it's like, whoops, I just killed myself. But I don't know, there, there's, there, it doesn't matter. The point is, is that that's how it ends. Um, now, let's talk about the end and our opinions of it, and then we can go into some of the stuff you thought, Barrett. Um, what was your thoughts, Johnny, on this ending? Um, well, I mean, the ending itself was, you know, just for me, okay. But it, the reason being is I could have, like, I was, I, there was a couple of unanswered questions, or it's just a couple of different directions I thought they could have went in. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't like disappointing necessarily, but it was just, I just was like, oh, it's over. That's it. Like, come on. Like what was in that room? You know, like they never even went in that room. That was like off limits. You know, oh a couple yeah, that's things. true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Because there, yeah. Um, so that was another was thinking, red the father's yeah. still alive in there. Is the father still alive in that room? Like a hostage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, right, or or a memified body, like like in Psycho or something, right? Oh yeah, brilliant, yeah. But you know, you just yeah. So I mean, that it just you know, right. you know that I was thinking too. Like, remember how he's like the flashback was? Hey, put the mask on, put the mask on. He was like arguing with the father, and I was thinking like maybe the father was like bringing him out to do like some real horrible crimes or something, and making him his accomplice. And that's what happened to the mother or something or, you know, like some twist at the end, like another flashback. Sure, sure. Yeah, interesting. So, so yeah, so you're, you're, you're thinking that the film, if they, they did something more original than, than something like this, because, again, you know, I, I brought up Psycho immediately. Um, you know, we've seen stuff like this in the past where split personalities and, and the killer is dun, dun, dun. The hero, you know. So, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Um, all right, what about you, Kevin? I, there's, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I kind of saw the 
the whole thing, uh, well, I figured it wasn't her and just kind of let it kind of play out. I was, I mean, we never saw what was in, in the bed and the, that one room, but I mean, it was obvious that it was the father's bedroom and he just didn't want anybody in there. And I don't, I'm, I'm still not sure exactly why, you know, maybe just because it has bad memories or something, but he could have just said, you know, he could be, it was a good, it sounded like it was a good room. All he had to do was just clean it out or something, but maybe that was the problem was that that's where he murdered him and he just didn't know. But the thing is, is that if there was any semblance of human remains, that place would smell. And we never hear about the place smelling. So I think it was just more, he just didn't want that room used because it brought back too many memories of, of his father. All right. Yeah, that's possible. Yep. Yeah, right, but I understand uh, too that uh, d- dead bodies they only smell for so long, and then they basically just stop stinking, and they turn to like mummies essentially. Right, right. So we don't know how long ago he killed his father or whatever. Or, you know, who knows? But it would have been interesting to find out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about you, uh, Sean? Your thoughts at the ending? I guess the thing that I kind of wish was that they had not had the initial opening sequence. Because okay. I think that's where I got the weird vibe is that because that, that's used so often where it's like, this is how we started. And then you get the actual what the actual reveal was at the end. And it was all a trick. Right. And I think right. that's kind of like if they had not had that initial sequence and just gone straight into the story. I think it would have got like it would have set my or it would have not set off my Spidey sense per se. Right. Right. That's true. Right. It was like they're trying to pre to make you always suspect the woman. Yeah, Laura. They're, they're, right from the beginning scene, they're, they're trying to make us think that Laura is, is, is the, the villain, right? It's like D&D where they're like, where if you're the, the DM is trying to like force you down, the railroad you down the path, right? Instead of giving the players the chance to. I hate flash forwards. Flash forwards are. Why do you show the end of the movie at the beginning? It's it, there are very few cases where it works well, and this is a case in point. It's not needed at all. It could have been cut from the movie and not changed anything. Right, the movie was already an hour and forty minutes long. You could have made an hour and thirty minutes long, and it would have been better. Yeah, I agree, Barrett. There are a few cases where it works, where you show a piece from the end in the beginning, and it helps the movie overall. But this is not that case. You mean like in the notebook? I did not watch the notebook. I am, <laughs> you know, happy to say. <laughs> uh, now, um, all right, that's that's good. So, what about you, Barrett? Um, I, no, I, I love your point. That was I'm glad you brought you guys all brought that up about the flash forward opening scene because I can't stand those those things either. They always have bothered yeah. me. Um, it gives things away, or in this case, tries to trick you. Um, when I rather just go in um, blind. I mean, it, I mean, it's, it's almost these little flash forwards are almost like trailers. It's like you're, you're right. Giving me- yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what I thought was I was really enjoying the movie until the end, and then it just became a typical horror movie for me. Um, I wanted more, and I think it could have delivered more. It had the opportunity. It just did not take it. Uh, I really enjoyed the movie, but that just, it was like, I don't know. 
you're eating this really good dessert and the last bite has an onion or something, you know? Right, right. Uncooked onion, you mean. Yeah, not cooked onion. And you're like, I'll never eat this uh, yeah. again. Yeah. No, and, it's like... And, a- and, and the onions weren't the little diced ones either that you put in the hot dog. So it was like a big whole onion, you're trying to say. Now, what are you saying, Johnny? No, it's like you go through a whole bag of pistachios, and then your last nut in the bag is one of those rotten, dirty Oh, yeah, ones. that sucks, too. And you're like, oh, man, I finished on this. Yeah, well, no disrespect to the ending, because the ending was still solid enough. It was still that, solid, yeah. It's just right, that right. We, want, we wanted... Uh, cream brulee, not not Jello at the end. Yeah, exactly right. You know, so that that's what we're, we're meaning. So no disrespect, because it wouldn't surprise me if some of the actors or the director, the screenwriters will will actually listen to this podcast. Because uh, uh, when you're um, a lesser known film, um, you know they're they're more apt to to be searching out for reviews than say um, you know Jungle Cruise or A Quiet Place too. Um, and I would still suggest this movie. I, I think it was good. It was a really good movie. It just, I think they could have made it even better. Could have been awesome. Right. They, worked it, hard enough, they worked hard enough to pull out the Hitchcockian aspects, you know, multiple yeah. aspects to the movie. It just seems yeah. that it deserved better, if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. because, it, I mean, it has the Hitchcockian element going, you know, the Brian De Palma bit going, all that stuff. And then, um, the ending is it's good, but again, you know Hitchcock has already done it once, and it went and, the road most traveled. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. And now I uh, expected it. <laughs> now, Barrett, what what was the the thing that you would have preferred? I mean, not not that you're saying that's how it should have ended, but some ideas you were you were thinking of as as you were watching the film. Well, as Mike says, you have to accept the movie that you're given, not what you wanted. But unfortunately, I was. The ending of this caused me to really want what I wanted to see instead. And I thought it would have been really cool if we had three different actors, all with some broken piece. Like if she was a serial killer, if he was, if his friend was manipulating him and it was all coming together for this real big final conflict of all of them against each other, that would have been neat. Or even if the roommate was working with her in some way, Um, I just think they could have done something really cool with that type of plot rather than like him being idea. your typical insane person that's killing everybody. <laughs> I like that idea, Barrett, though, because of, then it explains some of the cho- the choices that Eric made, makes yeah. along the road that sets up this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that, would, that makes me, I would like to have seen that aspect played out more. Yeah, that's fair too, yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, any other final thoughts uh, we want to uh, discuss before we do some house cleaning and give our actual final thoughts? Any other things that we missed that people wanted to talk about about this movie? All right. Sounds good. So, uh, before we get into our final thoughts on the film, um, a couple of things. Uh, we have the email once again, dark discussions at aol.com. And uh, to come and listen to uh, our various other podcasts on the network, including the Dark Discussions podcast. And any uh, questions or concerns or ideas, please email them to us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or just go to darkdiscussions.com and press the contact us link. All right. So let's give our final thoughts on this film here. And uh, let's start with you, Johnny Noel. Um, well, I definitely recommend this film. It was... Uh... It was very entertaining. The only problem I had with it was it kind of fell apart at the end in the sense that it just 
it, it didn't fall apart as from not making sense. It just left me wanting more, like a more creative um, finish. Um, definitely worth a watch. Um, I liked how it took different aspects of different movies that I've seen in the past and kind of wrapped them up into one. Uh, I think it was very well done for what I, which, which I would assume is a low budget movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, good looking women, which never hurts. Uh, I enjoyed it. Recommend. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. For me, um, yeah, it was a pretty solid film. Uh, the acting w- was pretty good. Um, uh, the, 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 the twists were pretty good, even though it did fall the low road, most traveled. Um, but, but again, it was, uh, uh, suspenseful and uh, very curious to see where it was going to go. They may have uh, given their hand up a little too early with the, the picture of the mask and the flashback with the mask, as well as the upside down mirror scene I mentioned at the beginning. Um, but uh, Johnny made a good point. A lot of uh, attractive uh, young ladies, so that doesn't hurt a film by any means. Um, and, and again, the, the acting was was pretty solid all around so uh yeah uh i recommend for sure uh, let's go here kevin let's uh like i said at the beginning this was i was pleasantly surprised uh it it ran well i thought it was a good movie i didn't have a problem with the ending but like i said i i'm sure that there were you know ways you could have made it better but i thought the ending went pretty well as it did as it did all right, sounds good. Uh, Barrett? Yeah, I thought this was a really solid film, and remember, we're here to critique and have discussion about it, so I just think it could have been an even better film, and they would have been, like, really top of their game, but it is a solid horror f- movie. I highly recommend it. Um, definitely see it, and uh, it's enjoyable. All right, sounds good. And uh, Mr. Sean Fox? Uh, yeah, not much more I can say different than what everyone else has said before me, but I didn't... Uh, like the, the use of mental health issues as part of it, of the story, to add a different dimension. And uh, it's it's a good watch. And yeah, just, you know, it would have been nice with a different ending a little bit, but otherwise it's a solid film and a solid effort by them. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I will say that uh, um, the the mental health issues they, they showed in the film uh, were, were disturbing uh, for sure. I, I, again, wish I uh, had waited to see this in like six months from now instead of right now. Um, one, thing I, one thing I did notice about this is uh, kind of makes you, I mean, I've seen shows and all that before where they have like everybody's phone, like you can hack into somebody's phone camera and all that it makes me kind of paranoid of where that phone is or where even the camera is and, you know, is it covered? Is it not covered? Yeah. You know, what, what, what is a, what's the camera pointing at? Right. My well, phone, is it pointing, you know, cause. You know. Well, Kevin, even, even that, I mean, in this film here, even Laura, she puts a piece of tape over a computer camera and yet. Right. People can still hear everything that's going on, you know, and that's still disturbing too. Um, you know, the, the joke about Alexa, you know, Alexa, are you listening? Yes, I am listening. And I heard everything you did. We're recording it all. You know, so it's, I know what you mean. It's uh, it is kind of creepy um, and whatnot. Um, so uh, I guess we wrap up the, the final thing about the film, which is uh, directed by Ramin Niami and written by Raymond Niami. Uh, the stars include 
uh, Dakota Shapiro as Henry, Luke Cook as Eric, Velada Verevko as Lara, Rebecca Berg as Linnea, Ashley L.C. Rogers as Tessa, and Evangeline Newhart as Skye. Uh, those are the, probably the main characters. And the acting was really well done, I want to say. It sure was. Actors, it sure was. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. What, what's this getting Rotten Tomatoes, Phil? Uh, that's a really good question. We didn't uh, bring that up, did we? Uh, let me check to see. It, it depends if it if it's what known well enough by critics to actually have uh, reviewed it, and it sure is listed. So let's see what it says. And it springs up. Uh, there's only six reviews, believe it or not. And out of those six reviews, um, the Guardian is the only review one that I think is any big. But uh, yeah, it only got uh, 17% out of those six reviews. So only one good review out of six. So yeah. I would um, not put it down there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah that, could, that could change if, you know, another, you know, it's like uh, batting average in baseball early in the season. You go, yeah. you're one for six, and then the next day you go two for three, and your average is now, you know, at 50 or 500, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. And out of the reviews, the, the five negative reviews, only two of them are like, bad the other others are like um you know like two and a half out of five stars two out of four stars that type of stuff mm-hmm. meaning meaning they thought it was okay it's just that it wasn't great um but the re- good review by Beat battle royale with cheese which uh, i've seen that review site before said i without a face is well told ambitious and daring to take on a familiar story so yeah, that's that's what it says. Seems pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's available pretty much anywhere. Uh, films are available to rent. Uh, if you're lucky, maybe may I haven't checked, but it could be on some place like Tubi or something of like that, or even Amazon Prime for free. But yeah, so you can always check that out first. I always recommend that you check the one of those places or Popcorn Films is another one. Um, for uh i without a face um i one without the s so it's not plural and it makes sense because a a video camera or or pc camera um all right so uh once again uh sean fox we want to thank you for joining us appreciate it thank you and uh hopefully you'll you'll return for a future episode sooner than uh this last time Sounds good. <laughs> so I'll, I'll nag you here and there. Expect expect some uh, instant messages and texts to, to bother you. Looking and, forward to it. <laughs> indeed, indeed. And then, uh, Kevin, thanks for joining as well, as always. Glad to be here. And uh, Johnny uh, Noel, uh, it's good to, that you're back. Uh, we missed you the last time when we did Pig, but uh, as well as you, Kevin. Uh, but you're glad you're back. Yep, it's uh Good to be back. It's been a very busy summer, but uh, hopefully, uh, you know, now that the weather's going to be crappy for the next nine months again, uh, and I'm just kidding, not that long, but it's terrible in New England, um, you know, I'll get uh, back to behind the uh, boot too. All right, sounds good. And uh, I guess, well, with that, Barrett, uh, why don't you lead us out? All right. Thanks for joining us on Halloween Boutique Psychotronic Reviews. Join us next time for something completely different that might actually be Jungle Cruise. on the borderline I was on the edge of my mind 
Just the thrill of 